Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a moviegoer. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold tales, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories, with a trigger warning for descriptions of violence in the movie, the interview, and spoiler warnings for its plot. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 2014, Sony Pictures canceled the release of one of their big ticket holiday movies. The movie? The interview. The stars, Seth Rogen, Lizzie Kaplan, and James Franco. The reason? The content of the film provoked a cyber attack on the studio. Alright, there's clearly a lot going on here, so let's reverse. The interview concerns a fictional plot to kill the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Rogan and Franco star as television journalists who become involved in the plot to kill Kim Jong-un. First, they're just assigned to interview him, but then a CIA operative asks them to kill him. The film depicts the dictator's death in graphic detail, which occurs during a helicopter crash and his body is engulfed in a fireball. Early cuts of the scene included Kim Jong-un's head exploding, but they were cut from the final version. Even before the threats and hacks, Sony executives in Japan were nervous about the film because North Korea is a security threat. The film was supposed to be released on Christmas, and Sony canceled the release after major movie theater chains canceled their screenings. Regal Entertainment, AMC Entertainment, Cinemark, and Carmike Cinemas, and some smaller chains said that they would not show the movie. A group threatened the theaters by ominously warning the public to stay away from theaters that screened the movie. The official premiere was planned for Sunshine Landmark Cinemas in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, which canceled it soon after the major theater chains pulled the movie. President Obama criticized Sony for pulling the movie, saying that giving in to the threats set a bad precedent. Back in November of that year, on the 24th, Sony employees arrived at work and found images of grinning red skulls on their computer screens. The company hard drives were wiped, and soon the hackers began dumping what they'd found on Sony computers into the internet. The hack got a hold of employee emails from the last 10 years. Other companies were affected by the hack too, like Snapchat, since the Sony Pictures CEO sat on its board. North Korea was suspected of the hack even before it was confirmed, because the malware had been created on a Korean-language computer, and the attack bore similarities to earlier hacks by a North Korean group on South Korean banks. Sony's network remained incapacitated for days, and employees even had to work on whiteboards to complete tasks. The group who released the threat went by the Guardians of Peace, and they put their messages online earlier in the week of December 17th. It warned moviegoers to stay away from screenings of the film, with veiled threats of possible terrorism, invoking 9-11 in an ominous manner. Remember the 11th of September 2001. We recommend you keep yourself distant from the places at that time. Earlier in the summer, North Korea stated that the movie was an act of war that we will never tolerate. The Guardians of Peace also claimed responsibility for the Sony hack. The hack had eventually released thousands of confidential documents like executive pay structure, profit margins, cuts of unreleased films, emails, and social security numbers of employees. The leaked emails contained casting speculation, release schedules, corporate finances, plans for new electronic devices, and of course, banal everyday emails. Some of the leaked emails contained embarrassing information about Sony employees, which some journalists wrote about in gossip columns and websites. It is unknown whether the group Guardians of Peace, which also goes by GOP, made their name as a reference to the common nickname for the Republican Party, GOP for Grand Old Party. As a result, 
former Sony Pictures employees launched a class-action lawsuit about the outlining of their data. The Department of Homeland Security investigated after the threats and eventually concluded that terrorist actions were likely to take place. The decision to pull the film cost Sony around $50 million. Actors and creatives took to Twitter to express their chagrin that freedom of expression was hurt by the threat. Ben Stiller said, Really hard to believe this is the response to a threat to freedom of expression here in America. Hashtag the interview. And Steve Carell said, Sad day for creative expression. Hashtag fear eats the soul. Rogan and Franco pulled out of their planned media appearances, including a live BuzzFeed Q&A and a guest spot on Late Night with Seth Meyers. In the end, Sony did release the movie in select theaters and online, though after all that hoopla, it got mixed reviews, and its Metacritic rating is only 52%. It ended up making $15 million online and $3 million in theaters, which put it at a loss from the production costs of $44 million. In the spring of 2015, all of the hacked emails were released by WikiLeaks. Today, in 1984, Run DMC's debut album, self-titled Run DMC, was certified gold by the RIAA. It was the first rap album to achieve the gold certification, which signifies that the album has sold over 500,000 units. Run DMC is still regarded as one of the most influential groups of hip-hop and rap history. Their next album, King of Rock, was certified platinum and was also the first rap or hip-hop album to get platinum status. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a December 17th in my life. December 17th, 2016, I was in um, New Mexico to visit my grandparents, and I think that might have actually been the last time that I saw... Oh no, I've seen snow a couple times in person since then, but I don't... I grew up in California, so I don't really see snow very often. I think that I probably could count the number of times I've been around snow on my two hands. Um, But New Mexico is one of like the most beautiful places I've ever been in my whole life, especially in wintertime. And it's gorgeous there. And I also have in 2018, a photo of me sitting inside of a cafe with my AirPods that I think I had recently got for myself. Um, And I used to go to like this cafe in Oakland all the time to go and do work, but it wasn't really like I was working. I mostly just sat there to look productive. Um... (laughs) And I'm sure that there are people who do that too, uh, because I, I just like to go have an excuse to get iced coffee and feel like I had my life together when in reality I would answer one email and sit there for two hours doing other things. Thanks for listening and remember to listen tomorrow and through all of November and the rest of the year. If you please, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along at 365 Days MXM Tune on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.